week of May 22nd, 2023. This is Diet Science with Dee McCaffrey. Dee's an organic chemist and nutritionist who lost 100 pounds by staying away from processed foods. She's now pursuing a doctorate in clinical nutrition. And every week on Diet Science, Dee covers a topic or two that's important for you and your family's health. This is your co-host, Michael McCaffrey. So, Dee, what's the topic for this week? This week, we're going to be talking about two recent studies showing the benefits of watermelon on cardiometabolic function, which basically means heart health. Okay. Well, watermelon's a great thing to, to like. You know? Well, absolutely. And we're getting into watermelon season mm-hmm. uh, coming into the summer here. So, mm-hmm. um, But before we talk about the studies, let's just talk about watermelon in general. So some of its main health benefits just uh, on its own, not necessarily looking at the studies, but things that we know already. Uh, For one, um, watermelon actually, even though it is, um, seems to have what we would consider to be a high sugar content, Mm -hmm. um, it's actually known to be a low glycemic fruit, Hmm. which means that uh, contrary to what you might think, it doesn't actually spike your blood sugar levels. That's curious. Yeah, and I know a lot of people get confused about that because there are two ways of measuring the effect of a food on blood sugar levels. One of them is called glycemic index, Mm -hmm. and the other one is called glycemic load. Mm. So the glycemic index of watermelon is high. So Mm. that's why a lot of people will think, wow, you know, watermelon's gonna spike my blood sugar. But that glycemic index is based on eating a lot of watermelon all at one time. Uh-huh. So, um, so it's unrealistic. So mm-hmm. basically, so the glycemic load is a, a measurement system that takes into account a relatively normal amount of watermelon, mm-hmm. you know, per serving. And when you take that into account, the effect of on blood sugar is quite low. They they actually watermelon has a low glycemic load number, even though it has a high glycemic index number. And that's mm-hmm. because of the cofactors around that the the natural sugars. Well, no, mainly it has to do with the amount of watermelon that one would eat in one sitting. Okay. So I don't you know. Want, you can challenge someone. If you want to someone. go and eat a an entire watermelon in one sitting, then yes, it probably would have a, a lot of sugar in it, and it could raise your blood sugar levels quite high. Okay. Um, but if you're sitting down to eat one or two cups of watermelon, mm-hmm. or you know a few few little slices of watermelon, it's not going to have that kind of an impact it still is going to have a low glycemic load hmm okay so uh uh, well i imagine people that are diabetic are pretty scared of really doing anything to affect their blood sugar so they would probably normally just stay away from watermelon then well but they wouldn't have to that's what Mm -hmm. i'm saying if Mm -hmm. they would eat a normal serving like one or two cups at Mm -hmm. a time you know mm-hmm. that would be their portion. If they did that, they would stay in that low glycemic range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was, and I th- that's actually a a big question, and a lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the glycemic index is a 
a measurement system that takes into account having to eat enough of a food to get 50 grams of carbohydrate in that serving. And for some foods, that's not very much, mm-hmm. not, not very much food to get that much carbs. But in other, other foods, you have to eat a lot of food to mm-hmm. get that number of carbohydrates. Mm. So that's why I'm saying get to eat a lot of watermelon to get 50 grams of carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other benefits of, uh, of watermelon and a cu- couple of these studies. Uh, one other nutrient that I found to be really important about uh, watermelon is that it contains an antioxidant called lycopene. Mm-hmm. And lycopene is what gives it its red color. Mm-hmm. We find lycopene in other red foods like tomatoes mm-hmm. and red bell peppers. Mm-hmm. So... Um, lycopene, interestingly enough, is uh, one of those uh, antioxidants that is known to prevent the uh, formation of breast and prostate cancers. Oh, and uh, and so it's been shown to to be preventative in in mm. those two things. Now, and what's really interesting is certain foods, the lycopene doesn't really become very active in the body unless that food has been cooked. Hmm. Like, for example, tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Tomatoes do contain lycopene, but they don't have very uh, good uh, bioavailability unless the tomatoes have been cooked. Hmm. So you would have to eat the tomato in in some type of a cooked form, like either like tomato sauce or, um, you know, just like cooking the tomatoes and maybe... um, using them like to make a like a marinara or mm-hmm. a chili or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, however, with watermelon, the lycopene is available to us when the watermelon is in the raw form, which is hmm. the way most people eat it. Huh. So we typically don't cook watermelon. No, that would be very strange. <laughs> right, yeah. So, but but basically you can get the same amount of lycopene from a serving of um of raw watermelon than you would get from more of a serving of cooked tomato. Hmm. So it's just a better way to get your lycopene. Hmm. It's the way I look at it. Right. Okay. <laughs> more tasty anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Some yes. people don't do so well with tomato products anyway. They, right. Yeah. So, but anyway, we had these two studies. Both of them were reported in a uh, journal called Nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, two different issues of nutrients, but um, the first one found that uh, children and adults who consume watermelon had a higher intake of various nutrients, including dietary fiber, magnesium, and potassium, than people who did not consume watermelon. Hmm. Um, and watermelon is actually uh, very high in potassium as well. Uh, vitamin C and magnesium. So these are uh, two really, or three really important nutrients. Potassium mainly is one of the best uh, electrolyte uh, nutrients for managing blood pressure. Hmm. So in fact, we know that uh, watermelon is very high in potassium, but very low in sodium. Mm -hmm. And so it has actually a natural balance of the two nutrients. Mm -hmm. So, and typically in order to manage blood pressure, we need to have anywhere from two to five times more potassium in our diet than we have sodium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that's one really good benefit. And so this one study showed that people t- that, that consume watermelon tend to have better control of their uh, blood pressure. Hmm. Um, the second study 
uh, found that drinking watermelon juice for two weeks protects vascular function. So hmm. this is the, you know, the cardiovascular system and the, the, your whole basically, you know, blood pressure, the, the inflammation in the arteries, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what we found about uh, in both of these studies was that regular consumption of watermelon is really important for your cardiovascular health. Mm. I just wish it was in season more frequently. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. So now the thing about watermelon and what, what we found in, in both of the studies was that um, the average consumption of watermelon was uh, between 125 and 162 grams a day. And what that equates out to is about one and a quarter to one and a half cup. Hmm. So if you think of... Uh, cubed up watermelon if you Mm -hmm. were to cut it up and put it into cubes and then fill it into measuring cups it's about one and a half cups Mm. a day so and when you think about it that's not very much to get the benefit of Mm -hmm. what you're getting and it's also right there in line with the low glycemic load Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um now Watermelon has this one other nutrient in it that is really great for blood pressure, and that is this amino acid called L-citrulline. And the previous studies have shown, like in athletes who consume watermelon or consume watermelon juice, actually have less muscle soreness Hmm. after they do their uh, very heavy workouts because the L-citrulline supports the production of something called nitric oxide, which is what kind of opens up the blood vessels. Hmm. Um, And this is why it's good for blood pressure, and that's why it helps with the muscle soreness as well. So So. does it actually, I mean, basically when you're doing weights, you're kind of tearing down your your muscle. Right. Does does that substance help build it back up too? It doesn't help build it back up. What helps with that is protein. Oh, okay. Um, But it's that, you know, basically what you're doing is you're putting a lot of uh, stress on the muscle tissue. You're breaking down tissue before you actually build new tissue up to build up the muscle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that breaking down process, you're creating something called lactic acid. Mm -hmm. And the acid is what makes the soreness. Mm. So the citrulline helps to reduce that acidity. Cool. So that's why it takes away the soreness so well. Um, but here's what's really interesting. So amino acid, um, this, the L-citrulline amino acid converts to something called L-arginine mm-hmm. in the body. And then the L-arginine is what promotes the formation of nitric oxide. So, um, and there are a couple of other uh, foods that can do that, like beet juice can mm-hmm. also do this as well. Beets are a good source of nitric oxide also. So nitric oxide is good. Nitric oxide is good because that's what dilates the blood vessels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So helps relax a, them, I guess. Um, it helps open pliable. them up so there's better blood flow. Cool. Yeah. Oftentimes what's what happens with constricted blood flow or, or low blood flow to an area is because of low nitric oxide in the blood oh yeah so anything you can do diet wise to increase your body's production of nitric oxide like naturally producing it Mm -hmm. is the best way to go and that's why watermelon has been shown to be so beneficial for that all right yeah so 
Yay to watermelon. I'm yes. ready for some. It's almost time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dee, for another informative week. Diet Science is the official podcast for Process Free America. We're a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating childhood and adult obesity through nutrition education to both young and old. You can catch this podcast and lots of other great podcasts and articles at processfreeamerica.org. This is Dee McCaffrey, and until next time, go forth and be healthy.